Welcome to episode 119 of the Farm Exec Podcast. I'm Miranda Schmalfis, Group Social Media Editor of Farm Exec Magazine and your podcast host. Joining me today is Lisa Henderson, Group Editorial Director. Farm Exec Magazine is a multimedia publishing brand that brings you the latest commercial insights to help you master the science of success. Today, Lisa and I will be interviewing Doina Ionescu, Managing Director, UK and ROI at Merck. Doina is here to discuss what put her on her career path, leadership styles that differentiate between genders, and what female leaders can take away from them. Let's hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Doina. Hey, podcasters. This is Andy Studna, Associate Editor of Applied Clinical Trials and co-host of the Applied Clinical Trials podcast. Stay tuned after the episode for a sneak peek of our recent talk with Paul Brown Stafford of Novon, where we discuss her career journey and gender discrimination in the workplace. Hello, podcasters. Today, Lisa and I have the pleasure of speaking with Doina Ionescu, Managing Director, UK and ROI at Merck. Thanks for joining us today, Doina. Thank you so much. Thank you for the invitation. Look forward to the conversation. So to get us started, can you tell our audience some about your career journey? Yeah, sure. I'm actually a physicist by training. Many years ago, I trained in nuclear physics. And uh, then something happened in my life that changed probably the career pathway that I have taken forever. Back in 86, my father passed away because of lung cancer. And that was just following the explosion at Chernobyl, that is the nuclear plant in Ukraine. On his deathbed, he asked me to give up my passion in nuclear physics and pursue a different career. I think in those early days, a sort of purpose focused in my mind already, subconsciously, that I wanted to pursue a career in a pharmaceutical company that offered a choice and a chance to cancer patients, a choice and a chance that my father back in the 80s didn't have. With that in mind, I uh, went to the UK and I trained in a different field of physics. I joined uh, Merck in the UK at the time in a research and development um, division. And every single step along the way took me to a position where I could really pursue the knowledge I wanted to get and uh, I pursued the learning that I wanted to have in order to promote my career. I was very lucky in the sense that uh, Merck is a company that promotes uh, people's development and you are very much the driver of your own personal development. In the last 24 years at Merck, I believe I had uh, about 10 positions being those uh, in the UK or in Germany or in Romania at the regional or global level. Finally, this position that I hold now, it is my dream job and uh, it's a job that I enjoy very much being able to lead a professional team in a very complex market environment and a very exciting country with a great sense of humor. Thanks, Sonia. Thank you for sharing that poignant story. And clearly your roles of increasing responsibility depended on leadership. So can you discuss leadership styles or strategies that you've seen differentiate between genders and then Could you advise our audience like specifically what female leaders should take from these gender differences? I dare say that leadership style is very much a personal choice rather than depending on the gender. I think there are specific qualities in women that make them at times more empathic or they listen with a different openness. 
they are more compelled to um, make changes, for example, when they have a, a new position. But overall at Merck, I have been very lucky to have great male leaders and it depended on me along the way to be inspired and to be engaged. And uh, it depended very much on me to be humble enough to get the learnings from whatever and whoever I could. Very early in my career, I had a boss that uh, was coming from uh, the northern part of England. My perception of him was that um, he was very predictable. He was a Yorkshire man, but probably he instilled in me a great lesson. And that was for free. Generally, during my MBA, I paid for that education. That first leadership lesson was actually for free. At some point with my first boss, I have uh, made a mistake in my job. I uh, stood up and I went to him and I admitted that mistake. He listened to me. He listened to understand. He didn't listen to answer. And then he told me that it takes a very strong person to come up and face up the situation and take full responsibility. That situation then turned what could have been a potential failure into a winning one. And it was the first lesson for me that as a leader is as strong as the people that come along. I learned about supporting your people. I learned about facing up to the responsibility that uh, you take on a job. And uh, I learned to respect and be open to learn from everybody. So going back to leadership styles, I think that very much depends on the person rather than the gender and uh, the authenticity that a leader can bring into the equation when engaging and leading teams. It's wonderful to hear that you've had supportive male superior and coworkers at Merck, and thank you for sharing that story. So have you ever experienced gender discrimination in the workplace throughout your career? Back when my career pathway started, and that's about uh, 30 years ago, I think the world was completely different. In those days, women were not expected to pursue a career. They were expected to stay at home and uh, look after a family. And then again, for me, it was just a setup, a, a challenge that I took on and I responded in a very personal manner. I pursued a learning pathway along the way. It was always in my life about uh, to be, not necessarily to have. And uh, whatever happened in the external environment, it was just a matter of fact. It was um, a challenge that came with ups and downs that I had to be strong when managing and come stronger out of it. I am very lucky that at Merck, diversity and inclusion is actually ingrained in our core values. And for that reason, I have chosen to stay at Merck because those core values, such as respect, responsibility, courage, transparency, are very much overlapping my own. And uh, I enjoy that every day. And the company and myself are trying um, to put uh, the best experience for everybody encapsulating those values in all daily activities. So you said your current role now is your dream job, which is wonderful. Congratulations on that. How long have you been in that current role? I have been in this role for about two and a half years. Mm -hmm. I have actually joined uh, exactly at the start of the pandemic. Okay, excellent. So what are your kind of top three things you're focusing on right now that, you know, drives you or that you really want to achieve in this role? I think deep down, I never left my father's story behind me. And I am always focusing on uh, the good, 
on the difference that pharmaceutical companies, and in particular my company, can make to patients' lives. That sense of achievement and uh, that desire to contribute, to make a difference for, on a daily basis, really gets me out of bed in the morning. I'm really lucky to have a team that is extremely professional, very engaged, very inspired, a team that I learn from every day. It is a team that share into that common objective to make a difference in patients' life in the UK and Ireland. I have also had a chance to be appointed in the um, uh, ABPI, that is the Association of uh, British Pharmaceutical Industry, about a year and a half ago. And I think in that position, I have a great opportunity to have a voice when talking in broader forums and really drive the life science vision in the UK with a focus on patient outcomes and really drive that common understanding that pharmaceutical industry and the national health system work together for the bigger patient benefit. And I find the complexity, I find the sophistication of uh, the UK market very, very challenging and extremely important to me to continue to drive my learning and have a, a fulfilling a professional life. Yeah, those are all excellent points about the complexity and your role at the ABPI. So is ABPI like our pharma in the United States? The equivalent in Europe will be FPA. Okay, right. Which is um, basically a body of the pharmaceutical industry, just ensuring uh, um, a common understanding when uh, promoting products, when positioning in the market, when dealing with patient associations and regulators. As Miranda can attest, maybe not all Americans, but many Americans, <laughs> we have an interest in the royal family. And how did the passing of Queen Elizabeth figure into the British cultural experience? And, you know, you've been there for a while. So are there any leadership tips or things that one could take from the Queen's reign, if you'd like to share that? I have spent indeed a significant amount of time in the UK, and uh, I have the highest respect for uh, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. I think she represents a clear role model when it comes to family values and when it comes to her standing as the monarch for the last 70 years. Uh, she has been a constant uh, figure in my life as well as in the lives of so many British people. And I think she stands out for commitment, for resilience, for consistency as a leader. I was actually in central London with uh, some of my team when uh, I heard of the passing, and I was really touched. Everybody was crying in the street, all the people I met, and it was a very emotional moment. All I can say is that uh, I have the highest respect for Her Majesty because she really paved the way for great many leaders to follow. And she paved the way in such a, a manner that the right values came uh, across. And it's really admirable and respectable. And I'm most grateful that I was actually a direct witness to that uh, emotional response in the country. Your history, Doina, I mean, fascinating nuclear physicist that's you're very smart <laughs> <laughs> thank you i'm doing my best i'm trying <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us today doina it's been a great conversation and thank you again for sharing all of your stories with us and experiences thank you so much it was a real pleasure to talk to you
Hi again, Andy Studner, Associate Editor of Applied Clinical Trials and co-host of the Applied Clinical Trials podcast here with a sneak peek of our conversation with Paula Brown Stafford of Novon and her thoughts on gender discrimination and how to address it. I would say that in short, yes, I've experienced in my career, you know, the gender discrimination, but as much I've faced age and education discrimination. And so it is all how you address it. And I guess my biggest way to address it was bringing attention to it and trying to make sure that I just kept being me and I kept, you know, back to the book and remembering who I am, who am I? And I wanted to be a hard worker and I wanted to always excel. And we talk in the book about giving 110%. And that was something that my father taught me. Now it's time for this week's leadership tips from pharma execs. My name is Doina Ionescu. I am the general manager of Merck Serrano in UK and Ireland. My leadership tip for the pharmaceutical executive is to listen to understand, to be true to yourself and your team, to have the courage to show vulnerability and be authentic. I believe a leader is um, as strong as the people coming along on the journey towards a true common purpose. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's PharmExec podcast. We are always pleased to take you behind the headlines, provide expert tips from industry leaders, and give you an inside look at what the PharmExec staff is working on. Remember, you can always find us on the web at PharmExec.com, on Twitter at PharmExec, on Instagram at PharmExecutive, and on YouTube. Reviews expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of PharmExec, its parent company, or our advertisers. For editorial concerns, please email our editor-in-chief, Meg Rivers, at mrivers at mjhlifesciences.com. And for sponsorship opportunities, please email group publisher Todd Baker at tbaker at mjhlifesciences.com.